Hello everyone and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. My name is Kinger and as always I'm joined by Mark. How are you? By Nally. Well. And by Walshy. Evening. I'm always waiting now to see what Walshy's going to say when I introduce him because it was bonjour last I week. Like, I, I wouldn't mind, the I doctor, was thinking. I was the doctor was in the house two weeks ago and he just says evening. It's very disappointing. Yeah. Just as you you started, <laughs> I was like, I said bonjour last week. What's hello in another language? And I couldn't think of anything off the spot. Good, so. good, guten tag. Hola. Oh, yeah, like, it's all well and good now. In hindsight now, Kinger. But, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Can I just say he didn't even remember hello in English? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. Do you know what? If he said evening in French, I wouldn't know what he said. So, like, you know. I don't know evening. Yeah, 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 fair. Speaking of evenings, I'm actually enjoying doing the podcast when it's bright out now. It's it's it's, it's, it's uh, mad, isn't it? It's mad, yeah. It's very mad. Um, it's gluten-free beers this week. We didn't discuss like a a fairly well-known gluten-free beer. Um, nothing springs to mind. It's the first time in the podcast that we're having two different styles. So we're having a pilsner and we're having a, a session IPA. Um, but we'll get back to those. Um, in a few minutes. So, Nally, do you want to start us off with a couple of gluten-free beer facts? Can do, yeah. So, gluten-free beers, they're made much the same process as regular beers. Um, the thing with the gluten-free beers is obviously that you can't have, well, there's a discussion on it, but the main thing is that you can't have uh, malted uh, barley and that around because of the gluten that's in them. Um, so, what they, what they, what's been done to make gluten-free beers there's a couple of ways people have done it um one of them is there's this uh it's not even uh it's not a grain really it's a grass it's called it's called sorghum so they've used sorghum as the malt um as your grain bill is essentially and it's naturally gluten-free so it is so they've used that for the base of the beer and then gone on through the rest of the process as normal to uh you know hop it and ferment it as well um just like you would with normal beer. The other thing that you kind of get with beer, uh, with gluten-free beer, especially for anyone who's doing any home brewing with it, um, a lot of home brewers tend to use uh, liquid yeast extract because a lot of the time it kind of survives better and you get uh, you get more fermentation from it. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. But you can't actually use that if you're trying to make a gluten-free beer because the yeast extract, the liquid one, that's made using malt. So it's made using normal um, malt to keep the yeast alive and um, you know to build up the stock and stuff like that. So if you ever have to go through a heap of trouble to try and keep everything gluten-free, uh, using sorghum, using all these different things, and then right at the end you just bang in a heap of the liquid malt or liquid yeast, um, yeah, you've basically just gone to all that effort for nothing. So yeah, there's there's a discussion as well. Some some brewers think that beer is essentially gluten-free anyway because during the process of the yeast breaking down and fermentation um, there is a case to be said that the gluten has been broken down through the yeast uh, activity itself so there's not actually any gluten left in the beer it's been converted during the process of fermentation now there's a couple of studies that show that that is the case and then there's one or two studies that show that it doesn't break it down completely um, but in some countries, once it's less than a certain level, it's actually classified as gluten-free, even though there might still be parts of gluten in it. Once it's under a certain level, it's classified as gluten-free anyway. Mm. So some people think, some brewers think that it, all beer is essentially gluten-free. But celiacs and people with the actual you know, celiac disease, they can still have a reaction to it, which, you know, I don't know if that means it is completely gluten-free. <laughs> yeah. So the actual limit for anyone who's wondering, uh, there's a, a numerical value on it and it's 20 parts per million. Um, so it's 20 ppm. Um, and if it has 20 or below um, parts per million of gluten in the final tested product, it's considered gluten free. Um, and just to throw it out there, that's also the allowable limit for um, poisonous heavy metals in your food. So it, they, they share the same limit, which I thought was a bit uh, interesting. You said poisonous metal. I thought you were going to break into another heavy metal song there for a minute, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were telling me, Mark, the choices between 
some gluten and I don't know like arsenic or lead or something no you can have both Nally once they're just uh, not above 20 ppm each you know <laughs> it's only the metals that are grouped together so you can have like 19 ppm of gluten and then 19 ppm of heavy metals and you know excellent like a random yeah. assortment of heavy metals not just one yeah like get one. some arsenic oh, yeah, okay. get some lead some molybdenum yeah. you know some palladium <laughs> platinum whatever you want baby you can put it in there throw in some zinc you know whatever <laughs> It's just, it's just getting rid of that Chinese seven spice into into heavy metal seven spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why those spice bags are so good lately. <laughs> uh, I, I like instead of looking at beers only, I looked at what gluten, what what's it, what is gluten included in, and like the list of stuff that gluten is in is unbelievable. So obviously everyone knows, like, well, we all assumed it was in beer. Bread is the big one, but like um, energy bars, uh, chips. Um, uh, bar like just like chocolate bars, sweets, soups. Um, some some meats contain gluten naturally, which I thought was was mental. But the, the the ones that got me that I was like, I can't believe gluten is in this stuff is like lipstick, lip gloss, lip balms, like cosmetic stuff, um, oral hygiene stuff, like uh, mouthwashes, toothpaste, uh, communion wafers. If you're that way inclined to go to mass and stuff, um, herbal and nutritional supplements. Well, yeah, bread, yeah. Uh, herbal and <laughs> herbal, herbal or nutritional supplements, um, medicines, vitamins, and weirdly, uh, Play-Doh, which I find mental that gluten is in Play-Doh. I, I don't know why it would be there, but I'm sure you two scientists would have a reason. Well, I know you can make like homemade Play-Doh from flour and like food coloring and water, I think. Okay. So obviously Play-Doh has some sort of wheat-based... Some derivative kind of, ingredient, yeah. like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, there you go. Unlike Kinger, I did not look up anything gluten-free at all, because I don't know it's a gluten-free episode, so why, why so, would you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I just Stick looked up... brief, <laughs> I just looked up some, you know, fun beer uh, facts. Um, can this be a new feature? You... Can can we just have like Walshie's random fact as like nothing yeah. to do with the episode? Just I'll get some music <laughs> up. It's Walshie's random fact, and it's just like hey, nothing to do with that, that style works at all. For me. It's like, did you know the Barbie was made in 1972? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here I have the power of the edit. That's it. I'm cutting it there, and we're moving ah. on. <laughs> I mean, you can make this a thing if you want, but just remember, two weeks ago you didn't even have a fact. It's true, because I was too busy getting the game together. Yeah, fair enough. No, but I thought this was interesting, right? You know the term rule of thumb? I don't know if you know this. Originates yeah. from brewers who would stick their thumb into the mix to see when the temperature was right for adding the yeast. Wow. Ah. That's very interesting. Yeah, guys, so one of the beers we're going to be trying today is uh, from Siren Brewery. Okay, it's their Lumina Session IPA. Um, and as you may remember, way back when, in our Stouts episode, we had a Siren's Broken Dream on. And it did not get a very good response from us. So we've obviously talked previously about the three strikes in your out rule. And this is only the second brewery that we've we featured twice, I think, on the podcast. Uh, the other one was Galway Bay, who had two, our first unbelievable rating, um, with their Ufom and Fury double IPA. And their Red Ale also was very well received. So Siren are coming to this second installment very differently because if this is another bad beer, then they're going to be the new like name we're dropping out as in like your your brewery shit. You're like <laughs> Siren. Okay, they're going to become that person until they can prove us wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I looked into them. They are based in a place called Finchampstead, Finchampstead in, uh, in Wokingham Borough. So it's, it's just south of Reading. So it's near enough London or whatever. But um, yeah, like it's this tiny little village that's like the 31st wealthiest part of Britain. It's like the most desirable part of Britain to live in. And they have this old Roman highway running through it called the Devil's Highway. You know, it's this really quaint country village. Think Hot Fuzz, uh, that kind of village, except maybe wealthier. And Siren Brewery is based out of there. So maybe it's there lofty upper class ways that don't appeal to us general working class <laughs> stiffs here yeah um, and maybe their brews are aimed at the upmarket london soho market and not us but uh yeah they've a lot a lot of work to do today and i'm building it up as a big 
a big day for Siren because if this goes badly, you know, they're one strike away from being um, ostracized from the craft beer industry by us. <laughs> Excommunication from the crafty crew. Genuinely scared for them now. Uh, okay, well, okay, so that's uh, Siren's Lumina, so we know that's coming. Uh, so do you want to introduce us to our first gluten beer that we're going to try this week and uh, we'll crack them open. Yeah, so we're going to go with Curious Society's Pilsner Lager. Um, yeah, so let's uh, crack them open, guys. <laughs> Just as we're opening it, lads, I have an interesting thing I, I noticed about these. Um, in in an off-license there, one of the days, as you do, doing a bit of shopping, uh, I noticed this can, because uh, I'm sure Mark will talk about the design of the can, has kind of caught my eye. And um, I was asking one of the lads, and apparently this is Larkin's... Um, way of trying to compete with the likes of Budweiser, Carling, you know, like the eight, the multi-packs, the eight-packs. So they have this Curious Society range. I think they have a wheat beer and a red ale version as well that I haven't got to see yet. Um, but yeah, it's their their way of competing and kind of at a f- that kind of around price range as well, which I think is a cool... It's still that kind of eight-pack grand, but it's cra- still craft beer, which is ideal for oh, all involved. I- Hands in the air, right? I didn't even know this was Larkin's. No, at first I didn't realise it myself until I kind of actually properly looked at the can. Yeah, it's it's kind of different from their um, from their general artwork as well. I know yeah. we kind of spoke last week about the I think it was last week anyway about the artwork and how um, you know, for example, Yellow Belly has the same kind of character. Um, yeah, this is different than what they normally have. You know, like they've had the uh, the single hop range where they have the kind of head that I don't know if anyone knows. You know, anyone listening. Uh, the band Tool, but the kind of artwork from Tool and the head from that is kind of on the front of the cans, which are cool. But these are these are different. Nally, like Nally, I'm so happy of, uh, you've managed to get a Tool reference into the podcast. Like, <laughs> I love Tool. Nobody else loves Tool, and it's just such a pleasure to mention them in, in the podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> happy days. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a quality but can design. It's it's yeah it's it's. I'll let you get onto it in a sec, Mark. The only thing that it reminds me kind of is that I don't know if anyone, you know, South Park. You remember the Christmas Critters episode? So that's all I can think of when I see the front yeah, of this can. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> I was going in a similar direction. It's like a fox, a stag, a, a hare, and a mouse, and it looks like they have the implements to take over the world. Like the fox is holding a little globe. The hare has a load of chemicals. The mouse oh. is looking into a telescope, and the deer has some sort of unfurled scroll probably full of evil plans or something you know um, but yeah it's like the christmas critters uh it's interesting what you see when you just glance at something i thought they were in a rowboat i thought the telescope was like a, an oar when i just glanced at it <laughs> now i realize you're sitting around the table of like random stuff what is wrong with you i know yeah <laughs> in a forest <laughs> yeah. I see, I see, I see the forest. I see the forest now. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I thought Alice in Wonderland, but then when you said Christmas Critters, like, yeah, no, that makes a hell of a lot more sense than Alice in Wonderland because it just looked like <laughs> a, a, yeah. sitting around a table. But then, if you kind of look closer, and the other thing is that uh, you know when we did the Kinnegar there, the Black IPA, we couldn't tell what animal it was. So Walshy. Just for clarification, that's a fox and definitely not a dragon this time. Okay. We, ne- we never determined the last one was a fox either. In terms of kind of colour, it's very... It's, it's larger. It's larger, like it's it's a, yeah, that no. kind of... Yeah. I mean, it is very it is. see-through. But 100% King, and just as you were saying, getting us back to clarity, like that is super clear. Super clear. No haze in that no. at all. Zero. Absolutely. Zero yeah. haze. Yeah. It smells, it smells like lager. Yeah, it smells, it smells like, a lager, like lager. Well. Um, it's. I like how while she was saying it's it's their attempt at a kind of mainstream lower cost uh, lager because it, it does kind of take the first three boxes for that the the appearance the odor, um and also the mouthfeel. It's like got that crispness of a lager, you know, that kind of bites off the back of your tongue. It definitely tastes better than it smells. Like it has that. I know we said it before. That distinctive cat pissy kind of like yeah. nearly like ammonia type smell it's very stale tasting and smelling do you think? I think it's i think it's the same taste but it's just when you start drinking it it's in your mouth and not your nose yeah. so it's just lesser 
Um, yeah, it's probably air fault for bringing Larger into this group of people, but uh, <laughs> this isn't going well. Uh, I like it. Well, I like it, I have to say. It's not necessarily just the Larger, it's, it's Pilsner, Pilsner yeah. I'm not a big fan of, but I will say that, you know, it's, it's, it's not the worst. It's better than the other Pilsner we had, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, for me, anyway, definitely. I'm just wondering, I wonder... So this uh, this can, I was just looking at the ingredients there on it, and it has barley in it. Um, so barley has, you know, gluten in it. So I was wondering, I wonder what process they've used to kind of strip the gluten out of this, since it is gluten-free. There is a second process, Nally, you didn't kind of talk about the start. It's where they add um, types of enzymes that will eat through... Um, the broken down gluten so gluten gets broken down into glutalin and gliadin I think and you, there are enzymes that will break that down and force it out of solution so it says it's double filtered on the can as well so I imagine the double filtering yeah. is to remove the gluten that the enzyme has kind of eaten out of solution yeah kind of yeah that's fair enough I think um, I, I just like to think that it's probably just because you know beer doesn't have gluten in it um, and it's fine anyway. It also says here in the can that it's double filtered. I know you kind of explain. Yeah, just said that while she. Man, Sky Plus One. Yeah, no, I'm just. You see, as you were kind of saying that, I was kind of reading through the can and seeing if I picked up. So I obviously yeah. missed out. My apologies. Not like it's, it's hard to. It's, happened. It, it, it's hard to read, isn't it? You know. <laughs> so the the thing about this can as well that I like is uh, if you see at the back where it's got the ingredients, it also lists the hops that they've used in this which is something i always like you know because trying to trying being the key word here trying to make beer at home every so often and um, <laughs> it's cool to kind of get an idea of what you know the flavors you like from different cans and knowing what hops have been used in them yeah it's a uh, it's, it's kind of a cool thing you know i enjoy that but I... as for this beer are you gonna? Are you gonna? <laughs> dubious at best. Are you? Are you gonna take a swing at announcing or pronouncing those uh, hops for us? Oh yeah, no matter. So it's got Saz and Hallertar Mittelfrost. Oh, he just he just dived right in. Zero hesitation. Uh, uh, what? What? Super. What a they're, dick. This. <laughs> yeah, Saz is like super common in lagers, and it's kind of the original one from Czech Republic, and uh, Hallertau Mittelfrost. Mittel- <laughs> is a German one and it's also like really common for laggers and pilsners and stuff so I've heard it said umpteen times at this stage <laughs> um, yeah so I'm going to swing us back on topic because we haven't really been talking too much about how this thing tastes and I don't think we should uh, we should forget about that and I think for like it's got this bitter staleness to it um, that I just want to I want to get kind of an assurance or reassurance that I'm not the only one getting this that it's like it's almost making you slap your lips because it's kind of gone offy kind of taste to it. Uh, I can't say I get that now, to be honest. So I don't know. I don't know if it's the can. Is it like a metallic-y type of a? Yeah, there's an element of that to it, all right. I think that's just the lager style in general, like okay. the lager pilsnery style. Okay. You kind of get that um, that kind of flavor. Um, I get what you were saying, Walter. It makes sense to me now where you were saying you're kind of trying to trying to tackle you know the more mainstream beers in that kind of APAC range because mm. this is very similar to a few of them like it, it might be a bit nicer um, to be fair to them I think it's better than some of those other ones that are in mm-hmm. that that range and I would you know if I was going to be getting one of them and I saw this I might pick this up just just out of support for like a craft brewery trying to do something different and trying to because the thing with craft beers is generally you're not getting multi-packs of them yeah and we we all you know we we enjoy them a good bit so you're generally not getting multi-packs of them and the fact that you go out you know i like the fact that it's a pick and mix you can go out and get single cans of this or that or whatever but it's also it might be nice you know to have this a pack and be like you know we're off out to the lads whenever the hell we can again but if you were off out to the lads to watch a match or something and instead of picking up an a pack of cores or budweiser or something you can pick up an a pack of this because you're not you're not changing through a heap of beers, different percentages, different styles, you know. Sometimes that can get a bit heavy over the course of a night. Yeah. But if you're on one for the night and you can pick up an A-pack of this, that's not a bad shout, I think. I, I don't know if this is very drinkable. The more I get out of it, and Kinger kind of sprung out with the word metallic, that's uh, resounding in my head. The more metal taste I'm getting out of this, 
It, like maybe it's just a can. It's weird, isn't my it? My particular can, but it's getting stronger. Like I'm getting further away from the lager taste and more towards the metallic kind of twine. Nally swamped it, so we know what that means. Well, we know it's one of two things. Um, it's not very carbonated. Is that is that is that a feature of lager? Would 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 lager normally be fairly carbonated? I mean, I I think that usually they tend to be you know pretty crisp and mm. refreshing. You know, so maybe it just it it was a bit more carbonated at the start. Maybe it's just dissipated really quick. Yeah. But no, I get what you mean. I don't I don't think it's overly overly carbonated at all. Um. Like it's it's stored for four weeks, is it? Four weeks, yeah. Four weeks, yeah. So it's 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 lagered for four weeks as well. Um, you know, it could be it's, if it's escaping out of it somehow or something like that. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, I feel like we don't have a whole lot to say about it. So we'll be, mm, yeah, uh, I will be on the complete <clears throat> opposite side to you. I as craft lagers go, uh, this would be one of the better ones I've had. Except for um, one in particular, but I like for for what this is, their attempt at the APAC, you know, I'd a hundred percent buy this, and I have done over any of the mainstream ones. I I drank a Rockshore yesterday. I had one bottle of it, and that's kind of fresh in my head <clears> as a lager, as mainstream lager, say these days. And this is worse than that. I disagree. Well, this is where okay. The well, it's a personal, it's a personal preference. This is yeah. this is this, this is this is this is where this is where the crafty crew uh, rating system comes into play. And uh, as we know, it's the world's leading rating system when it comes to beer. Um, it starts as always as uh, unbeerable, and then it's booze. Booze. Uh, middle of the road is just beer. If it's if it's drinkable, it's beautiful, and if it's out of this world, it's a unbeer leaveable. So, uh, Nally, I feel like Nally wants to kick us off here with this one. Yeah, sure, me as well. Um, it, it does. It is four point seven five percent, so it is a bit a bit heavier than the, a bit more to it than say the regular uh, lagers that we're talking about, the Rockshore that you mentioned, Mark, or Coors and stuff like that. And um, for me. I really like the idea of what they're trying to do here of getting that kind of APAC craft beer into that kind of price range. Yeah, <laughs> I like the idea. I think it's a really good it's a really good concept. Um, if the if it can be pulled off properly, um, I'm not a big fan of Pilsner in the first place, so that doesn't help it. So, but I think this is this isn't the worst example I've had of Pilsner. So, I'll give it a just beer. Um. It's definitely better than that other one we had. Who was that? Trinity. Trinity, or, yeah. Trinity. Third Circle. Third Circle, Circle, yeah. God, that was terrible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely better than that for me. So, I, I'll, I'll give this a just beer. And uh, major props on the can. The artwork is class. Big fan. <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably back you up there and say it's just beer as well. I feel like it doesn't do enough wrong to warrant a booze for me. Um it's not super crisp, and it does leave that little bit of a... I can't place the taste. It's not quite metallic, but it... You know when you, uh, when you come out of a dentist after an appointment or a clean, it's that kind of mouthfeel, like very... It's just strange, and it's just not exactly what I was expecting. So I would say just beer. Um, nothing out of the ordinary, but... Probably wouldn't mind having it again on a nice kind of breezy day or whatever, you know? Um... I'm kind of not agreeing with you too much, uh, King Rinaldi. I think that it it lacks a bit of crispness, as you said, Kinger, which would kind of maybe improve it a bit. Yeah. Um. It's got like you said, metallic, and I can't get that word out of my head now. It's got a it's got a taste that lingers around. That's pretty strong aftertaste, and it's not very pleasant. It is kind of a metallic-y, dentisty kind of vibe. I'm I'm sure if we did actually fit, place it. It would snap on our heads like, oh my god, that's it, yeah. Yeah. But um, it's not terrible though. Either. You know, I'm not gonna say it's a terrible beer. There's a lot right with it. You know, I'm just gonna say it's it's a booze for me. But like, it's not it's not a hard it's not one that I'd be absolutely hate if I had to drink again. I just I won't ever go and buy this. If I see it, I will choose not to buy it, kind of thing. But if it's given to me, I'll I guess I'll probably drink it. But it's it's a booze for me. Right, um, I have a tendency to 
kind of go even a bit higher than the two boys. Um, for what this is and what they're aiming for, uh, I personally really enjoy it. I would 100% buy this 8-pack. You know, you're going to barbecue, party, whatever, and you want an 8-pack of the same stuff. I will buy this 100 times quicker than I will, you know, your Canadians, your Rock Shores, your Budweiser, any of them, easily. So, uh, like, it's a larger, it's, you can't, it is, it is what it is. But for what it is, I, th- I think it's I think it's beautiful, to be perfectly honest with you. I really enjoy it. And, um, you know, if it was in the off-license tomorrow and it was a sunny day, I'd buy an 8-pack first thing in the morning. Not first thing in the morning, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Why not? Well, that, we have to that, wait. What's wrong with that? Well, they don't open till about 12, so... It could also be symptomatic <laughs> of a problem as well, so... Ah, uh, you know what I mean. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Time... I, I just I hopped open untapped and looked at the suggested um flavors for it and grassy was there and I'm like that's exactly what it tastes like it tastes like grass <laughs> and moving swiftly on I think that gives Curious Society's uh, gluten free pilsner um a just beer from the Craft Crew podcast is that is that right just beer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. down the middle nothing nothing wrong nothing great but um there you go can't argue with that but. Uh, hundred percent props to them though for trying to get into the yeah. particular part of the market. I, I think they definitely deserve credit for that. Yeah, hundred percent. It's great. It's great to see. It's great to see a craft beer uh, or a craft brewery trying to get in there. So it is. Yeah. So a, a mate of mine sent me that that video that goes around from Waterford Whispers every now and again, and it was that video of local wanker picks or takes forty five minutes to pick a beer. Have oh, you seen yeah. that? Yeah. 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 So yeah. we had we had a quick discussion about he 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 said eighty five percent of craft beers turn out to be shit in his Gosh. in his mind. Okay. Yeah. So he said he went through a phase a couple of years ago and he's at a point now where he just wants to enjoy having a drink in a pub. So whatever's available, he's happy to just go with that. So I guess my question is, do you think without the lockdowns? And having to drink more at home, would you have tried as many craft beers as you have? Yeah, I'll, I'll kick this off. Uh, definitely not. 100% no. And I think, you know, I think it's it's the lockdowns have forced us to live in a different way. Um, and I'm sure everybody has their own experience with it, but none of our lives are like unaffected. Um, hmm. And one of the, the main things, obviously, is the lack of a social life um you know you can't go to the pub or whatever and i think when you are kind of you know playing sport or you know doing whatever hobby it is you have outside of work and um, you're working full time you've got your hobby and then you're just like maybe once or twice a week you're like go out with your friends to the pub you don't really think about what you're going to drink it's more like i want to hang out with my friends and we're going to the pub so whatever's there is what i'll what i'll deal with but i will say this i think so many more people will have discovered craft beer and gotten into it or expanded their palate or whatever over the last um, 18 months since the pubs kind of like fully closed and stuff that I would really hope that when things start opening again, we continue the trend that we were seeing um, in terms of like craft breweries opening and opening a bar um, either on in, in their brewery or somewhere else. Like I know Rascals and Brewdog had both opened pubs in Dublin city Um separate to breweries just to have that bar and they sell all their range in it you know most of it on draft but it's all there if, even if it's a bottle or a can and i really hope that we continue that trend of like maybe yeah. not even breweries opening bars but just bars embracing and um, the craft beer kind of culture yeah and um, there's there's one pub in dublin in particular called the wiley fox um i don't know if it was closed before lockdown or if it's whatever if it's going to open again but um, it was a bar that basically I think it had Heineken and Guinness and Bulmers and then every other drink at the bar was a craft beer and there was like 30 or 40 different things and okay. it, like basically if you went in different weeks they'd have different stuff like because they were obviously buying yeah. it from warehouses and I, I kind of think it would be a much better world if we had that after lockdown okay at least the option anyway yeah see the thing is to have the option the pubs and stuff they do have to make money yeah. You know, you of have course, to accept yeah, that. Yeah. Like, so if everyone's just drinking Guinness and Heineken all the time, 
you know, they're just going to, that's all they're going to sell. But I'm just hoping that over the lockdown, people will have experienced a bit more. They'll have tried a few new things. You know, obviously the, the several thousand people listening to this podcast will hopefully have gotten more into craft beer <laughs> over the last 12 weeks as well. So hopefully that all that has a, has a positive impact on the country. Uh, eternal optimism. I love it. <laughs> um, I'll jump in there and I agree, Mark. I, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I would have drank anywhere near as many in a variety context of what now we have our local brewery down the road and it has a bar and if that was open i know myself and nally and anytime i go down we'll try pretty much all of them down there but we've got some we we buy most of our stuff online uh but i probably wouldn't have been buying as many beers online if it wasn't for the lockdown if at all uh there's a few pubs in town they have maybe two or three different types of craft there's one there that has franciscan well it has a couple of varieties of that another one has some other ones very rare not a huge variety but not no yeah nowhere near to the extent that we have over the last year or so um just when you're when the pubs do reopen and stuff and you're organizing drinks set drinking sessions with nally seeing as we're in the same town can i can i get a an invite as well or, or, or... <laughs> I'm sure you can tag along yeah Oh, if, you, if the wife you lets you. Your invite. Did you not get your invite yet, Kinger? Oh, oh you didn't get one. Got an invite. You, you certainly didn't get one. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I um, mean, on oh, no, go on, go on. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think I'd echo the boys' sentiments mainly. Um, however, I, it wouldn't be as much, but even before um, the lockdowns and stuff, like I, I'd be getting a couple. A delivery every so often of you know different types just to try because yeah you know, it's just it's something i enjoy it's, it's it's a bit of you know it's something i enjoy and it's it's grand for you know if, if you're at home or if, if i'm going somewhere or up to the you know if you're going off somewhere and you're there for a day or two it's grand to get a mix of stuff yeah um, or if i'm in an off license i would always make sure i'd be picking up one or two new ones that i hadn't tried before just just out of the sheer you know curiosity more than anything else um, but I don't think it would be to the same extent that I tried them in the past year. Uh, you know, I'd say maybe maybe cut the numbers in half for the amount I would try. But okay. yeah, it's still I'd, I think it would still be a fair bit though. Like the one thing the lockdown has done well for, and it like craft breweries. I, I don't know biz, in terms of business, but in t- how they've done. But in terms of a consumer buying from them, they have seemed to expanded an awful lot. And maybe that the buying online has kind of leveled the playing field a little bit. But um, it's only a good thing for craft beer enthusiasts because if the market gets bigger, if more people are willing to try stuff, it means that, you know, when those breweries start and they make their IPA, they make so much money off it that they can experiment sooner. or You know, they, they can do things just for the sake of the brew as opposed to doing it to kind of make enough money to keep going. You know, yeah. which is it's only a good thing for people like us who want to try new yeah. and exciting styles. Yeah, I think another good thing for just from the lockdown itself, something that might have come out of it. Now, I'm not certain, but it's something that could have come out of it. Because the breweries and stuff, you know, anyone that has tap rooms, they're not in there working as well as brewing now at the minute. So for me, it, it seems like there's been like a, almost a micro explosion of the variety that's out there at the minute. You know, like Kinger talks about it every so often about how his love, his absolute love of stouts and how nothing <laughs> comes near them. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it, you know, even with those stouts now, like a while ago, you'd see, you know, there'd be milk stouts and you'd have a couple of them. But now there's, you know, Kinger's favorite one, that double raspberry cheesecake stout. Right. These are coming out now, which could be just people, you know, during the lockdown, get bored and giving things a go, which is... For me, I think that's great. I like I I I found it more interesting when I was uh, chatting to Adam because like uh, my 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 wife will tell you like before any 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 lockdowns I might go six seven months and not drink at all like just w- w- not even trying just not going out Boo. not being arsed. I know Boo. I know look at you Mister Healthy huh No no and it's not a, it's, it's Definitely isn't a health choice because I'm far too overweight for my age. But, um, like, I just not been arsed and not, like, 
maybe it's because maybe playing sport on a Sunday morning and I can't be dealing with a hangover and like just stuff like that. Why? But, why not? What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, can't be dealing with it. We're uh, all not a professional like yourself, Nelly. Definitely. And I know I know it's probably not a great kind of um, look, but just the fact that there's nowhere to go, there's nothing to do, like looking forward to even sitting at home and having a couple of beers on a Friday or Saturday night and to kind of not be having the same thing over and over again. Like not just having a, a can of Budweiser or a can of Miller or a, you know, whatever, or a pint of can of Guinness. Try new things. And like, okay, I've said before that I don't get the whole, you know, strawberry and banana milkshake stout fucking thing. But like, try it and give, like, at least... <laughs> strawberry and banana stout? Sounds unreal. That sounds but fantastic. It's worth, it's worth, it's worth trying. And it, 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 if you like it, great. And if not, you know, not, you know not to go back there again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, King, maybe just that you're saying it there now, kind of strike a chord, like the the way you're saying that, you know, going home and not just be having the same thing every so every time you're having it. Like, yeah. do, you, do you reckon it's probably because there's almost a monotony on every day? Every day is the same now. Yeah, so 100%. That, little, that, little, that yeah. little pleasure that you're getting from having a few cans, you're like, yeah. If it's a, if I have to drink the same freaking can after doing the exact same thing all week, <laughs> I'll melt. Yeah. So being able to have that choice and that variety is is a bit more of a pleasure or something, you know. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, Mark, do you want to uh, introduce us to our second gluten free beer of the week? Yeah, so we're going to be trying Siren Breweries Lumina. Um, it's a session IPA. It's four point two percent. Which, uh, Nally, you'll be able to tell me, is that a little high for a session even? Um, I, I reckon it's probably just on the edge of the, you know, the edge of the upper end of, of session IPAs. But it's not, it's, you know, it's still okay. Um, it's, it's still sessionable. I think it's, it's not a, it's not a micro IPA or anything like that where you're looking at the lower 2.5 strength. But, uh, yeah. Before, be before, good. before we open these, uh, might be one of my favorite cans of all time. Mm. Yeah, I am loving the artwork. It's cool. It's pretty cool. It's like um, so if we <laughs> a lady who's blue and there's this like um, white flash right in the middle of the can, and so the underside of it is this girl with like flowing blue hair and and silver in it as well, and then the rest is like planets and galaxies and comets and um, stuff. So it's Come almost out of like her head. Like her mind is considering yeah. the cosmos. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a female version of Doctor Manhattan for anyone who's seen Watchmen. Ah, yeah, very true. Yeah, good shout. I am raging that it's not a label, and it's like, like <laughs> literally part of the can. It's obviously oh, like painted on or whatever for your wall. If it was labeled for my wall, <laughs> this would be unbelievable on it. Yeah, it and I hate that when that happens. There's a few cans that I'd love to have, like a lot of the yellow belly ones, but they have like. It's plastic the whole way around the can, which kills me. But you know, yeah. I think the other thing with this is, uh, Mark, you were saying that how the siren hadn't uh, exactly, you know, left in good light when we tried them the first time. Um, I think they've gotten a bit of a hand here because we've gone from a pilsner, which all of us can agree is not our favorite style, of beer, <laughs> to an IPA being our next one. <laughs> And I feel like IPAs may have an upper hand. So we, if, if this turns out to be absolute muck, we can't say that we didn't give them a fair shake. Like we've given Valid. them all the advantage we can going into this. The conditions are perfect. Okay. And, you know, I looked up what lumina means and it just means light or illumination, depending on how, how uh, frisky you want to get with your translation. Hey. But, um, yeah, well, she likes the frisky translations. Tell anyone else, boys, huh? <laughs> but, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, let's crack these. Oh, let's crack these open and let's see what uh, Siren can do on take number two. Cool. Based on smell alone, I want this to be unbelievable. Before I taste like, it, just on the smell, that's one of my favorite smelling beers I've ever ever smelled. Like if you see under. The session IPA, like it's saying, Lumia is our shining light glowing with juicy tropical fruit notes and with citrus highlights. That's exactly what I'm smelling, and it's yeah. glorious. Well, before we go ahead and taste it, like just to smash through the color as well, it's a typically hazy IPA. 
It's quite light in yeah. colour though. It's almost a yellowy tint rather than yeah. the normal orange you would normally see with your standard IPAs. Um, it's it looks quite carbonated as well. It does. Um, but yeah, I I agree with you. It smells fantastic, and hopefully the taste can live up to that smell. Mmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Kinger didn't quite cream himself. I thought he was there for a minute when he went, hmm, and then he went, okay, and yeah. stroked his, like, schmig or whatever. It doesn't quite live up to the smell. No. Um, I think most of the flavour is in the smell. So when mm. you tip your glass towards your mouth, you, you get that nice smell of it off the head, and it, it's really got this nice floral, fruity flavour. Notes of citrus, notes of hops. And then you taste it. And there's a very slight amount of that there, but it's kind of a bit bland, a little bit. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's it's super carbonate though. It's really it's really refreshing. I think. Mm. Um, I, I, I definitely. Um, it's. I think for it being a session IPA as well, it's that low alcohol. So the point of a session IPA being you can smash them, and go through a couple of them without you know, getting too bad. I I uh, I think. I want to get ahead of myself, but I'm really liking this. I, I'd agree with you. There's not too much there. It's not, you know, it's not um, it's not a whole load going on. But I think what is there is there's nothing wrong with any of what's there. Like, you know, there there might not be enough there, but anything that I am getting, there's it's it's absolutely on point. Like, yeah, and one thing I will say that's a big compliment for this beer. A lot of the time with sessions. Because the alcohol percentage can go down to you know into the threes or whatever, it loses some of that um, full body mouthfeel, and it kind of gets into this watery zone where you're like, I can almost tell that this has been watered down. And uh, maybe it ha- obviously maybe it hasn't. It's just the brew style, but you can you can kind of get hints of water in it. This, whether it's the brew or whether it's the fact that it's up at four point two, which is your normal kind of American like lager percentage, it retains that nice full body. And even against something like a Coors or a Heineken or a Budweiser, which is a similar percentage, it has a much um, richer character than those kind of drinks. Um, so, yeah, I, I would agree with you, Nally. There's a lot on point here. Yeah, I think the other side of it as well is, I know I was saying it's quite crisp and refreshing, but it's not overly carbonated. You know, like those other beers you mentioned, that this kind of percentage, you, you have a pint of that and you're fairly full for a few minutes, like it's quite gassy. This isn't. And the pleasant aroma means that you don't mind that little bit of aftertaste. You know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's, like, we've talked about carbonation an awful lot here, but, like, carbonation really is dependent on taste. So if you're tasting the nicest beer you've ever had, you want no usual, carbonation. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you want that taste in your mouth the whole time. But yeah. if it's terrible, you want a lot of carbonation to take it away. Um, and this just has kind of, I would say, below average carbonation, but a very pleasant taste, which means that you don't mind it sticking around. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. It's it's just below, but I think the amount that's there is just right for this. It helps carry it enough, like before, before you know, kind of clearing clearing off the palate. Um, I the, the the more I've drank it now, um, I think the initial taste was probably I was probably a bit too excited about the smell, and it wasn't quite matching it. But I think the more I drink it, maybe, um, maybe the fact that it's settled a bit or or, or whatever it's or. Maybe the carbonation has kind of dissipated a small bit as well. Um, it's definitely nicer as the beer goes on. Uh, again, we, we kind of talk about sometimes the um, the size of the cans. This is a 330ml can, so it's only a small can. So session IP, you could definitely crack five or six of these in a session and like no problem, you know? What, one thing I've talked about before um, is, is drinkability. And how testers should drink a, a can the whole way through because a beer yeah. can change its flavor over over the time of you drinking it. This is particularly important with session IPAs. The entire point of them is that you can go on and smash fucking twenty of these, and they don't wear your palate out. You still get the taste as you yeah. drink a load of them. You know your body can handle it, obviously to reasonable extents. Drink in moderation <clears throat> or slightly more than moderation. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. This, this is something we have to really consider with the session IPAs. And I know this isn't our sessions episode, but um, this is a session, so we will consider it. And it probably lives up to that. 
I yeah. don't see any reason it wouldn't. Now, maybe as I get towards the end of this drink, I'll change my mind. But right now, about 60% through it, it's uh, it's staying very, very solid and consistent. Yeah, if, if anything, Mark, you know, usually when we say this about testers needing to finish the entire pint before, you know, they give their opinion rather than just the first couple of sips. <clears throat> Generally, when we mention that on this podcast, it's because the beer has gone to shit um, <laughs> near the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, I think it might be the inverse in this case. I really I like that at the start, but I think this is nearly nicer as it gets near the end. That kind of tropical smell that you were getting at the start, the flavor is a bit more there towards the end. I I, I think this might be getting a little bit better as you get through it. I'm wondering, um, Nally and King are just talking about how this is kind of getting better as it's going on. The kind of slight undercarbonation. Um, that leaves the lingering aftertaste which is a nice aftertaste but quite subtle i wonder if as you drink more of it the taste is increased by you know more and more aftertaste or, or the kind of taste building up on your palate and at the start what's quite a subtle aftertaste and you're kind of like oh there's nothing really there by the time you finish the beer you're getting that full flavor at the back of your tongue every time you drink it and i think that is playing a big part here yeah yeah, that could be it, Mark. And But I think that might work in its benefit. You know, like we're saying, the carbonation is more at the start. So the point of a session being able to, you're able to have a few. If you crack open another one of them and it's crisp and fresh just out of the fridge and it's cold, the carbonation is there. It's going to get rid of that taste again. And you're starting again from scratch. Going off um, kind of Kinger's initial instinct, you kind of get that smell and you kind of nearly half expect it going into it. And you're like, that's not what that is at the beginning but no more than than you have said as you get on and um i don't know if it's a you kind of get used to what it is um it's 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 gorgeous i think it's lovely and as it says it's definitely sessionable you could knock a load of these if these were 440 cans i'd have no problem necking a few of these either absolutely no issue whatsoever um percentage is nice for two is grand for you know in comparison to like the ones he they normally have if they had like an an eight pack or a twelve pack of these um every day of the week. No problem whatsoever. Uh okay, well do you want to continue your role, Walshy, and uh start us off with our first rating for this one? Straight up beautiful. A rating. Like, I don't, of few I don't words. think it's I like it. <laughs> Yeah. Well like, I mean I don't think it's it's lovely, it's very sessionable easy drink. Um there's nothing there's nothing there that makes it you know out of this world or next level but there's nothing wrong with it what it like nally was saying a few minutes ago what it does it does right and it does it very well i really wanted to uh to hate siren's second entry in this podcast just for the, <laughs> the chance to put somebody down but regardless of what i give this it's it's a really solid really delicious beer so it's they're not going to be the new third circle um, so they're safe from that shame <laughs> but uh, I think the only other beer I've had in this podcast where I've been disappointed not to like to have finished it so that I don't have more to drink um, has been our of foam and fury from Galway Bay which I gave an unbelievable and I think this is right up there it ticks pretty much every box for a session it's got a delicious taste it's very drinkable a full body, which is unusual for me with sessions. I always find they're a little bit watery. That's why I tend to stick with the normal IPAs when I can. But it's it's almost got that full IPA taste. It's it's really delicious flavour. And, you know, I, I can't say enough good about this. And it's kind of, it's flipped my opinion because I did have a bit of a negative opinion of the brewery being the first beer I had. This is the second beer I had and the first wasn't very good in my opinion. But this is a smashing beer. Um, now I know Nally had said earlier we tried a Pilsner first so conditions are made for it to get a good favourable rating. yeah but I, I I do think it has it stands up on its own legs and deserves it so uh, I'll pass it over to Nally for his opinion do you reckon Mark um, that you're since you've had their last beer and this one you know it's, uh, it's about 10 episodes in the difference so maybe all of your you know tough smacking at the start and giving out about where they're from and stuff Maybe it's caught up with you, man. Maybe your palate is just, uh, you know, more in tune at this stage after a couple of episodes of the Crafty Crew podcast. <laughs> you know, maybe you're one of the uppities now. 
like it, it, it has been approximately 12 weeks and that's three months and um i've only been on on untapped since october but like three three months is uh it's half my untapped lifetime so yeah it could be that my palate has changed since i've had the siren um the one thing i would say with that nally is i had the siren broken dream last week and still thought it was shite so <laughs> Uh, Good to see some things don't change. On one hand, he giveth, and on the other hand, he taketh away. <laughs> uh, Nally, Nally, where where are you landing on this one? Paul Walsh. No, I didn't. Paul Walsh, turn off the match and listen to the goddamn podcast. <laughs> I can see I'm eyes. watching the match. I'm watching the match, and I know what he's saying. No, like. Mark didn't actually give a, a rating. He's like, oh, I'll pass he did, it on. Yeah. He did. He said. He no, said. No, he said, he said the only the only beer he's had on this podcast that he said he didn't have more to drink was of foam. Yeah, fury. I heard that, so but he I didn't hear him right, actually right, say the word. It's right up there with it. Yeah. Okay. And then I said, this is, it's an unbelievable for me. And then I went into all the reasons why it is an unbelievable for okay, me. Okay, I didn't hear the unbelievable. I heard everything else. <laughs> Nally, sorry, continue. <laughs> it's a rough one today. Uh, yeah, so this, this, this is easy for me, though. This is, this is a beautiful beer. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought, you know, the carbonation was just right. It wasn't first session IPA. Like you were saying, Mark, it's not. Um, there is enough flavor there to carry it as well. You know, you're not disappointed with it. Uh, the four point two percent is good. I know we're saying it's kind of on the higher, maybe on the higher mark for a session idea, but that's. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to argue with it. Like, um, it smells class. Uh, the color was grand. It's not too hazy. You know, it's still you can still see through it. It's not like an orange juice type uh, type of look to it. Um, yeah, I I really like that beer. It's beautiful. It's it's not quite unbelievable, but yeah, definitely a beautiful beer beer for me. Well, for you, let's see what Kinger has to say. Yeah, I, I, look, as I said at the very start of this beer, I I based on smell alone, I was aiming for unbelievable straight away, but the initial tasting was slightly disappointing and. Maybe it's my own expectations fucked it up. So you know that's harsh on the on the brewery. To be fair, um, the more I drank it, definitely the more I enjoyed it. That like, I know now you said it's not like you know super juicy, or but there, there is a lot of like fruity flavors that come through right at, at the end. And maybe like Mark was saying, it is the more you're drinking it, the more aftertaste you have, and then you're just topping up the aftertaste essentially. So like, like. Anything below a brutal for this, I think, would be an absolute travesty. So it's it's a brutal beer. It doesn't doesn't quite get to unbelievable for me. Um, if the taste was anywhere near the smell, um, it would have been unbelievable for me. But I think it's just brutal. I definitely would get some of these again. And like for anyone who has a gluten intolerance or is celiac, like this is an unbelievable beer that you can have. Like it's. You know that thing of like when someone is that is gluten free or has celiac disease, their options are limited and like stuff can be bland or restaurants might not offer that option or whatever. But like when it when a brewery is putting this stuff out there that you can enjoy a craft beer at that kind of that level, I think it's very impressive. So uh, I think well done to Siren and they've definitely um, redeemed themselves. They've definitely redeemed themselves uh, after their stout, which was fucking brutal. Shocking. Yeah, right. So, uh, Sirens Lumina um, gluten-free session IPA earns a well-respected, brutal from the Crafty Crew podcast, and I say well done. Good job. Yeah. Yes. Fair play, lads. I'm not going to lie. Right, uh, Walshy sent me uh, a suggestion for a game this week, but I feel like it's going to take a little more effort than what I was able to put into it yesterday and today. So um, I'm going to rehash last week's game because I feel like it was um, well uh, it was well received from you guys. Um, however, we have had a suggestion from Newcastle. So I like this suggestion an awful lot, right? So what the, the, the difference this week is, uh, I'm going to give you a beer from your untapped. You're going to give me what you think what you think the rating is you gave it. And whatever the difference is, 
that will decide who wins and who loses. So after five beers, if you are like, you know, in or around, would say a couple of marks, you're going to do better. And if you're like way off the mark, you're going to do worse, obviously. So just Why because you, like Walshy, Walshy was a bit, was kind of a bit hard last week on the having a, a difference of two scores, you know, so. Um, what if you are Mark? Do you get extra points for that? <laughs> you don't, you don't, uh, you don't. Uh, Negative two to start with. <laughs> uh, so Kinger, just to speak to your uh, slightly altered game from last week, the suggestion comes from a fan we have in Newcastle. Uh, big shout out to him, uh, to Olin. And he, he actually has a real doctorate and he's after throwing some shade at Mr. Paul oh. Walsh here. Hello. Saying that this <laughs> is the kind of thing that a real doctor gets you and none of his bollocksology will <laughs> ever be recognised. I mean, I have no proof of this doctorate. But hey, look, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm supposed to take this man at his word. Like, I don't know this man. Like, do you know, so, like, and it's established that I am a, I have a doctor in bollocksology. Where is his proof? <laughs> the doctor. Oh, so he claims. Uh, okay, so look, as I said, uh, this week's game is a slight rehash on last week's game. Um, it's going to be a cumulative difference um, between what you gave the beer originally on Untapped and what you think you gave it now. So, we're going to go in reverse order. So, it's Nally to go first this week. Um, not playing favourites. Just, you know, picking randomly. So, uh, let's start it off. Because editing this was a fucking nightmare for last week. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to give the date either. Because I think I feel that was a bit redundant. So, uh, let me see. Stephen Nally. Your first beer from Untapped is... Collective Arts Brewing, Hazy State. What do you think you gave it on Untapped? My first beer, Jesus Christ! How long did it take you to get there? Um, no, no, it's not your first one. I'm saying your first three, one this week. You've got three I was seconds. Thinking, uh, three point two five. Ooh, he is out by point two five. Gave it a three point five. Okay, yeah, that's, that's that. a good. That's a good start. That's a good start. Um, teeny tiny from Dead Center. Three seven five. Oh, on the button. That's impressive. That's an impressive start from Stephen Nally. I have to say, it's disconcerting hearing oh. you say my name so many times. Uh. <laughs> full name and everything. Yeah, that's it. I like. It's like that has not he, been done in, in a long time. <laughs> like, is he in trouble? <laughs> um, Journeyman IPA from the Pierce Lions Brewery. Three two five. Two seven five. Ah, so you're okay. So you're 0.5 out by there. You're point. You're out by point five there, right? I wish this was last week's system. I'd still be in. <laughs> <laughs> this might annoy Walshy that I've given him this one. Uh, f- Founders Green Zebra. Oh Jesus Christ! Um... <laughs> Walshy just put his head his head in his hands. Tree. 3.5 so you're out by 0.5 again still in this is bullshit (laughs) it's not bad it's not bad it's not bad okay so your last one for this week is the White Hags Dark Druid Chocolate Coconut 3.5 Ah, I was gonna say god damn it (laughs) 0.25 there which means you are out by a total of 1.5. Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty sucks. impressive showing. I think that's, 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 that's a that's a fantastic start. We don't know that. that. We don't know start. that yet. It's the first time we've uh, done this. It could be shocking. <laughs> Mark, this isn't really a craft beer per se, but like uh, you have it wow. on your own tap. So um, San Miguel Premium Especial. What did you give it? 4.0. Nope. 3.5. Yeah. <laughs> That's me, guys. Not an ideal start. You were very confident with that four as well. Is that my average uh, rating, Kinger, is it? Or is that just one particular time you've pulled it? 
That's the that's one particular time that I've pulled it from each date. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I didn't get a date though. You didn't tell me a date. You just he said at the beginning. He I'm said at the beginning dates. that he wasn't going to give I'm not dates. Given dates. Uh, this, this might be my new favorite name for a beer ever. Uh, the Porterhouse Brew Company's Yippee IPA. <laughs> oh, nice! Brilliant. I like it. Uh, what What did you give that? Oh, I'm gonna lose on this. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> Three point two five. Three point seven five. Yeah, I'm done. So that's that's point five again. No, you're still. You can. You can still. If you get all your all your next three on the nose, you'll you get a point. You've had a lot of Kenny Gars, man. That's weird. Recently, I have. Yeah, I kind of went on a bit of a binge after I had Russ Bucket. Uh, Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company, Kentucky IPA. Three point seven five. On the game button. on, Mark. Game on. Love to see it. Love, love to see it. Love to see it. Um. It's really good, actually. Oh, uh, a favorite. Well, one of your favorite breweries, I would have to say, Hope Beer. Uh, their summer seasonal twenty twenty. Mm. What did you give that? I said it the last time. I hate to repeat myself, but three point seven five. Three point five. Oh, oh, still a little oh. bit of chance though. Point two point, five in it. Point two five. So you have to get this one like perfect. Or I could draw. Like a draw with Nally is basically like, well, you know, an A plus on any exam. That's two first place losers then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one I feel like you should get. That means I'm not what going to. What the hell? Yeah, that is a bit. <laughs> I feel like you unfair. should win. Here's an oh. easy one. Oh, oh, is it? <laughs> what have you rated two minutes ago? You had. <laughs> Harbour Brewing Company's Antipodian IPA or Antipodian because I drank this like last week that's why I should get it well this um, no okay so the one I've taken it from isn't from last week I'm just putting that out there no, well that okay. changes things um Oh, you bastard! I did it again! Oh, the suspense! The suspense! Uh, Mark, sorry, yeah, sorry, you are uh, your two point two five out total. So that's you out of the out of the running to win this week. Come on! Will she please beat Nally? I can't stand him. Okay, lads. uh, Final round. Uh, Doctor Paul Walsh has to get better than one point five difference. Come on, Walshy! We believe in you! <sighs> Watch me get two off the bat. <laughs> Mark has never rode in so hard behind Walshy in this podcast until now. Okay, Walshy, uh, the white hat, the white hags, the white hags, puka lemon, dry hopped lemon sour. It has to be three seven five. Four point five. Four point oh, seven shit. five. So that's it. Point seven five. Another one of them, please, Walshy. You're halfway to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Starting out strong. That is not a good. That's ah, not yeah. a good start. And he Building likes hours as well, like. Yeah, but I, I, I think that was one of the earlier ones I had, so I wasn't. Uh, beer number two for you, Walshy, is the cherry chocolate stout from Galway Hooker. Oh yeah. Um, three two five. Three even. Oh, I was Ooh, going still in with a shout. 0.25 yeah, out. Yeah, I have three beers and I have to stay within 0.5. Yeah, this is going to go <laughs> fierce well. <laughs> uh, let me see, let me see. Imagine if I got two spot on and then just that last one. Lime Burner from Kinnegar Brewing. I can't even remember what that is. The beer. Thanks. <laughs> from Donegal. Appreciate that. Three five. Oh, on the button. <laughs> Get in, Walshie. I won't mind. I, I knew I go... could believe in you. I was going to go three seven five. Oh, my heart. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me see. Oh, here's an interesting one, and I don't know how well received this will be from the two boys. It's been mentioned already this week in this week's quiz. One of Nally's beers. 
What did you give Teeny Tiny from Dead Center? 375. Unreal. Yes! On the money! <laughs> <laughs> uh, genuinely excited. Okay, so let me get this right. So you are currently out by... One five, point. I think. No, I think you're out by one total. So you have a range of 0.5 to play with to tie okay. with Nally. Oh, my heart. Come on, she... No, I'm not able. I'm not able. It's your turn to win one, Walshie, I believe. Come on, Walshie. Oh, I still have drink left, that's fine. You got this. Come on, Walshie. Go on, son. Oh, <sighs> yeah, games, good thing. Nine games from Nally. He knows. Come on, yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Haven't felt pressure like this since college. You drank. You drank Vietnam from Trouble Brewing. What did you give it? I played it safe. Three five. Are you playing it safe? Three point two five. Go on, Walter. Yeah, go on, the lad. You have to stop which, there before John Cena copyrights. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, which sadly stands us uh, in correction of Walshie's um, problem with this game last week. That point, being out by two, two points uh, was probably unfair, and he is the current champion of the quizzes. <laughs> hey, well done. Dap away, my friend. I, I know I nobody can see Walshie's dapping like a madman. I, I don't dab. I flex. I'm flexing <laughs> on your on Are your you friend <laughs> on your so-called doctor friend Mark I'm flexing I wouldn't be flexing on him Walshie his, his uh, version of this game has just handed you the win this week yeah that's fair him, like. that's fair and now if <laughs> he has you want to thank him yeah I would do it and if he has a spare vaccine going around I'd happily take it if it means <laughs> just saying one doctor to another we can help each other out here <laughs> And that brings us to an end for this week's episode of the Crafty Crew Podcast. I think Walshie's probably the happiest of us. Um, well, happiest of the three lads being the, the current champion. I mean, you wouldn't <laughs> be wrong. It just means it's there for taking, Walshie, and you're, you've got a target on, on your back now for next week. So you got hey, like, I got I got a W. That's <laughs> all that matters. Uh, next week, we are on Brown Ales, which uh, is probably a bit of a special episode because it's the first of our lost episodes that we're redoing but the, with different beers right the fable lost episodes <laughs> <laughs> the next two weeks we're gonna um thrill your ear thrill your eardrums with the uh, returning of the lost episodes of the crafty crew podcast uh so we're having the ocean wide from whiplash and we're having uh bambrick's brown ale from ballycle cabin uh i'm looking forward to already to the whiplash one because there's maple in that which i'm mm, lovely thoroughly looking forward to and uh, we will also, you know, for anyone who gives a rat, uh, we will let you know what the other brown ales we had at the time were. Um, do you know who everybody loves? A winner. And do you know who that winner is? <laughs> Me. I am the winner this week. And for at least w seven for Walshie. days. W for winner. W for I wanker. To, like, I mean, if, hey, look, to be honest, it's been a long year. Like, I think I deserve some Ah, you're a big wanker. That's all you You deserve a belt, all right? I'll so take you So, as the lads turn on themselves, uh, I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, I'll sign us out. So, it's goodbye from Walshie. Goodbye from Mark. Goodbye from Nally. And from myself, Kinger. See you next week. <laughs>